It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I made it to Friday. Welcome in. Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. This, this show might be called Spears on anything else. Football's over. Baseball hasn't begun. NBA's on hiatus till the All-Star game on uh, Sunday. I don't know what to talk about. I guess it's college basketball all day long today. I will delve into the NBA because uh, I want to know if the Lakers are going to make it to the tournament. It's all about the Lakers. Are they going to get into the play-in portion of the of the uh, playoffs? Well, we never ended up talking baseball rules yesterday. We will talk baseball rules because I do want to get a little deeper into that. The, uh, the new rules. It is Friday, February 17th. Lent starts next week for all you Catholics listening. My wife is actually working the uh, pre-Lent lunch fish fry at Holy Family right now. Bringing me home a fish sandwich today. What's that, just like a trial run? Very excited. Yeah, it's a trial run. It's yeah, it's free money for the church. You know, people, And it's drive-thru. You ever seen a drive-thru fish fry? No, that's pretty awesome. Drive-thru lunch fish fry. It's awesome. And it's uh, they get they got it down to a science. It's like a an assembly line. Do they do beer at your local fish oh, fry? Is it Catholic? Well, see, Mike, my, my fish fry growing up never had beer. Well, that's why it's no but, longer fish fry. I'm but guessing. every Catholic church over in Louisville definitely has beer with their oh, fish yeah. fries. Oh yeah, you have to. Yeah, people are going to go to a different fish fry if you don't. <laughs> Eminem Cartage Hotline is open, 502-384-1450. To join in on the conversation, 384-1450. Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. You can reach the show by text at that number, 414-1450. And right now, get your free sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit, bacon, egg, and cheese croissant, or steak and egg burrito, along with any fountain drink, tea, fizz, freeze, or 20-ounce bottled soda. When you become a new Thornton's Refreshing Rewards member, simply download the app, Register for refreshing rewards and earn your free breakfast on Thornton's. And hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 414-1450. I am, uh, Indiana Larry says, talk about NASCAR. It is Daytona 500 weekend. I can do that. Well, then I'll turn my mic off and just listen because I am not paying attention. (laughs) A lot of driver movement this year. Anyway... Uh, unsponsored six pack coming up at the at the bottom of the hour here. Uh, five and one last week. No more football to play with, so you're going to get six college basketball picks, and we don't even have the spreads, but we're going to guess about what they're going to be in our minds, and I'm going to give you the teams that I think you should uh, place your green on this weekend. But keep this in mind: I was five and one last week. Odds are pretty good. I'm going to go one and five this week. Well, no, knock on wood, but you've been pretty solid with naming the college basketball bets without knowing the spread. I know you've been pretty Maybe I solid. Pick my bets before I look at the spreads <laughs> from now on. Uh, system was one and zero again last night. Maryland upsets. I guess it's an upset. They were only a point and a half underdog. They beat Purdue, and man, it was a it was a beat down the second half. Hate to see it. Oh, you're such a liar. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Maryland took. Took Purdue behind the woodshed. 68-54 was the final. Maryland is undefeated at home this season, which obviously includes Big Ten play as well. Um, 
I don't know who's not. Houston's number one again, I guess, when the poll comes out on Monday. If Houston holds serve on Sunday this week and they're at home against Memphis, uh-oh, Penny, Penny coming to town. Uh, but if Houston can win that game, they're going to be the new number one again, or the old number one, back at number one, however you want to say it, again. Um, baseball starts today in college. Okay. What kind of hell do we live in, Scooter? It was 71 degrees yesterday when I came over here. It's 34 now. Yeah. High of 35 today. It's ridiculous. I've got uh, – it's pneumonia season. And the Cards are going to play baseball at Patterson Stadium this afternoon, 3 o'clock. The Bucknell Bison in for a three-game set. Now, Kentucky was smart. They went south there at Elon. Bellarmine was smart. They've gone to uh, New Mexico. They're playing New Mexico State tonight in Las Cruces, New Mexico. And I don't know where Indiana is. You probably know. I don't. Mm. I'm going to guess this. They're Auburn. Not, they're, not, they're smart enough to not be in blooming. Indiana's at Auburn. Well, there you go. They went south as well. Louisville, for some reason, will play three-game series at home here in this uh, in the middle of February, starting today, 3 o'clock. If you got nothing to do, and I don't, maybe you head on out there. Uh, Scooter and I are now halfway through. I'm halfway through. He's almost halfway through. Full swing on Netflix. It's glorious. Yes. What would you think? Love it. Love it, love it, love it. I know you're happy that Amanda Balionis Renner yes. is on there. Uh, I, Big Brooks, Amanda fan. Brooks Kepka's fiance got a lot of airtime in in episode two. If you're, you know, if you're a pig, it's it's a good watch. <laughs> um, episode one, and look, we're going to talk about this with Tony Burke on Wednesday in detail. But episode one, uh, I'm I'm not going to do any spoilers here. Episode one is Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth. Yeah. Episode two is sort of the contrast between. A guy who's playing great, Scotty Scheffler, and a guy who's trying to refine his game in Brooks Kepka. That was good. Episode three is all about Ian Poulter. And part of that is is he going to go to the Live Tour? Is he not going to go to the Live Tour? We know the answer to that question, of course, that he is. But uh, it's, it's very interesting. And it made me a guy who hated Ian Poulter for being a great Ryder Cup player against the U.S. It changed me into a guy. I now like Ian Poulter. Yeah. I mean, it was he was really just a good old dude. He had a lot of funny one-liners in that episode. Uh, and the the amount of money he made on the PGA Tour in 21 years compared to what he's just being handed by the Saudis is incredible. That's the thing with this full swing is when Live First was announced, I absolutely hated it, hated the idea of it. But now that I'm watching this, Admittedly, I, my stance has softened a little bit on on a few of the players that made the decision to go over. I mean, it's easy for us to sit here with our non-offers from Live Golf yeah. and say, I would never do that. Right. Uh, the, the humanitarian aspect of it, the human rights violations that the Saudis have committed over the years would keep me from any amount of money from doing this until they offer you that amount of money. Yeah. And then it's something that uh, you know these guys have had to think about. And for a guy uh, like Ian Poulter, it just made sense. He's got four kids. Yeah. Um, he's he's been living in Florida for. Well, I don't want to spoil it. You watch it. Um, <laughs> and then episode four is about Joel Damon, uh, who you may or may not know. He's top hundred in the world. The bucket hat. Bucket hat. But uh, it's it's a nice little story about him and his wife and his his journey. Uh, and a guy that doesn't believe he's good enough to win. It's really an incredible story. Uh, everybody else on tour seems to believe this guy could do it. 
with his game. And he he's like, yeah, I'm not. I just don't think I'm good enough. <laughs> it's incredible. So I'm four episodes in. Scooter's three episodes of the eight episode arc. And we will uh, fully dive into it on Wednesday because you've, that means you will have had a week to watch it and listen in if you'd like because we are going to spoil some things uh, next Wednesday. I, I thought I was going to struggle to finish the eight eight episodes by next Wednesday, but... It's it's addictive. It, it really is addictive. Yeah, I watched an episode after 11 o'clock last night. I got to wake up at 6 to do KRC. <laughs> like, what are you doing, Justin? I'm watching yesterday in the middle of the afternoon. I think I'm in the Poulter episode and my grandson comes downstairs. And, of course, it's Netflix. Yeah. There's some F-bombs being thrown out, some uh, curse words flying around, and uh, my wife just kind of looks at me and looks over at me like, uh, you going to keep that on? And I said, yeah, what do you want to watch, buddy? So, <laughs> I was going to. Uh, little Captain America yesterday, I, the first Avenger. I was hoping you didn't get to any more episodes because I was going to tell you, you thought that scenario was bad with the Jordan and Justin episode. Wait till the Brooks Kepko one. F-bombs flying everywhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. It, but great show. Yeah. Great great uh, documentary. I'm sure they're going to just like Hard Knocks. They'll probably do it again next year and the year after that and year. And I'll just keep on watching. Absolutely. Uh, what is the one you saw? Was it race car? Car racing? Did you tell me? There was a NASCAR one, yeah. Or F1, maybe. There's F1 as well. I don't, I'm not so much into the F1 one, but the NASCAR had a race for the championship one last year. Okay. And it was really good. That's. There are certain things I watch. Uh, if I see something on there, if I see true crime drama that's four episodes or less, boom, I'm in. Well, these the sports dramas like this, the ones that just follow players around the tour. I mentioned the tennis one a few weeks ago. They're just such. That's the one. They're I was such easy of. watches, uh, and it, it really does take you behind the scenes. Yeah. kind of like Hard Knocks. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, we'll get to college basketball. We'll get to the NBA, the six-pack coming up. As I mentioned, we lost Tim McCarver yesterday. Mm. These things happen in threes. And I know it wasn't sports-related, but we lost Raquel Welch two days ago. She was 82. Tim McCarver, um, World Series champion catcher, all-star catcher, Hall of Fame announcer, uh, color analyst, did multiple, multiple World Series. Um, One of those guys, just like most analysts, you love them, and then they, they get tiring. Yeah, they got you get to the end of the career, and you're like, oh man, somebody gonna replace this guy. He's one of those guys too. But he was great at what he did. He was great at especially when it involved a catcher telling you what you're watching there uh, on baseball. He was 81 years old. So who are we gonna lose today? Because these things happen in threes. Mm. I don't you know. You think I'm that, kidding? That one. That you, you one. Think hurt. I'm making that up? You watch. That one got you. I was a big McCarver fan. Big, yeah. big Tim McCarver fan. Yeah. I know not when he played. You're too no. young for that. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember those days. He caught Bob Gibson, who, you know, if you put down the wrong sign, if you put down a sign that Bob, if you, if Bob Gibson wanted to throw a fastball and you put down curve, he might call you out to the mound and punch you in the face. <laughs> but uh, uh, Tim McCarver passes away, and and then we got the Bruce Willis news yesterday. Too. Yeah. Oh man, dementia. John McClain? John McClain has dementia? That's just it's just not right. It's just not right. Just sad. Um talked about the college baseball. Metro Hall, by the way, down in downtown Louisville hung the banner back up today or yesterday. Did you see that? No. Twenty thirteen and it doesn't it said it's a Cardinal Birdhead twenty thirteen NCAA champion. Now I don't know what the NCAA can do here. 
because Louisville is celebrating the 2013 team tomorrow night at the Clemson game. Most of the guys are coming back. I do I, I do wonder if Rick Pitino has been invited and or will show up. You say no way. I say Iona plays tonight. Wouldn't it be great if Rick Pitino was there? Forget what happened uh, off the court. If Rick Pitino was there tomorrow night, he would, I believe, get a wonderful, wonderful ovation and greeting. Because what we're celebrating tomorrow night at the Yum Center is not Louisville basketball. What we're celebrating tomorrow night is the 2013 team specifically. And Rick Pitino should be celebrated for that team. Not for any, you know, I'm, I'm taking everything else off the board here, okay? We're not talking about a stripper scandal. We're not talking about money to Brian Bowen. We're not talking about getting fired, having to leave in disgrace. We're talking about that particular team that the university is celebrating tomorrow night. And he's a big part of that. I think it would be great if he showed up. But I don't even know if he was invited. Maybe my next caller knows if he was invited. Let's go to the M&M Cartage Hotline. Ed, how are you, brother? I'm okay, yeah. John, how are you doing today? I'm a little under the weather, but I'll, I'll bounce back. Oh, Thanks for asking. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> uh, no, I do not know that he was invited. I know in the uh, wording on the, uh, the banner and, uh, Josh Hurd has said he had to be very careful in how, uh, as a matter of fact, Shane Bohannon won't be there either. Yeah, I saw that. Because he's not allowed on campus any longer, which seems a little ridiculous. A little silly. The rules are rules. A little yeah, silly. Yeah. But uh, uh, I think Patino's team played last night. No, they played tonight. They played tonight. Oh, they played tonight. Okay, yeah. well, it'd be rather difficult for him to no, get it him down. And no, it wouldn't. Get back well. No, it wouldn't. Uh I think he plays Sunday, too, by the way. If they want him but, here, uh, it's really easy. You know that, and I know that. He's got, well, a, he's got plenty of friends that can send their private, private plane up to get him. And there are, there are, there are a lot of people who really uh, think that he carried the, the Louisville banner to the next level for a long time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, there's no doubt in my mind that he's one of the top ten coaches of the this era, I guess you could say, starting in 2000 or even 1990. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm good with Roy that. Williams and yeah, I have no argument Coach with that. Coach and uh, Coach Cal. And, uh, I mean, uh, I'll give you a quote from Bruce Pearl about playing Rick Pitino. Uh, they played him one year when uh, Louisville had a good team. David Padgett was the center. And Tennessee was good when, when uh, uh, he was there, when Bruce uh, uh, was there. Uh, he said, once Rick Pitino gets in your head, you can't get him out. He and rents, I remember that he rents very, space in your head, doesn't he? That was a very good, yes, a very good Tennessee team that Louisville beat that day. Yeah. And uh, they did get beat in the next round, but uh, I think Michigan State, but I'm not sure. But, uh, you know, I, there's no doubt that – and what baffles me is Louisville had good players during his tenure here. Uh, you know the 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 uh, Harold and uh, obviously uh, 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 what was the guard's name that could shoot like crazy from outside? Actually, uh, are you talking the, about uh, that particular the, team? 
No, I'm not talking about the oh, okay. 2013 okay. team. He he had good players. He never had great players. I didn't think. And I always thought that uh, that he and he was arrogant enough to say I can coach these guys up, and he would. He'd back it up. Yeah, uh, Montrez Harrell was a good player. Uh, what's the guard that was with the Celtics is Charlotte now, I believe. Terry Rozier. Um, Terry Rozier was a was a was a better player than we realized, and obviously uh, uh, the guy now with the Cleveland that was with Utah, Donovan, uh, Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, I mean he had some good players, some real good players, but he never had great players. And uh, that that the 2013 team, uh, he was. He really did a good job of building that team because the year before, obviously, they played Kentucky in the Final Four, and Kentucky beat them. And uh, uh, they had during the time that that Cal got to Kentucky and Rick was at Louisville, they had spiced that rivalry. Which, oh yeah, uh, I think, and I'm not sure about this, but I don't think Rick. I think Rick only beat Kentucky like four times. Kentucky was the championship. Yeah, Cal, Cal had the best of him. He did. And twice was with uh, when Billy Gillespie was there. But, yeah, I, you know, I, I really hated, you know, you hate to see anything just kind of unravel like it did. But you're right. We're celebrating the 2013 team. That's all it's about uh, tomorrow. Is, it's not about anything yeah, else tomorrow night. The, uh, the what, do you, what do you make it of the mayor putting a banner up on Metro Hall uh, yesterday? I, I, had, I had no problem with it. I, you know, I the think, N- uh, what's the NCAA going to do? They can't do anything to the U of L's not doing it, right? Right, right. So, well, I don't think there's any recourse for the NCAA. I think we can put them up all around town if you want to, as long well, as U of L has nothing to do with it. Here's what I think: if you look in the media guide at that particular season and and, and those years, uh, the wins have been vacated. Okay, it's in 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 the book in print, but you and I. And all the people, even if you're not a Kentucky fan, I mean, if you're a Kentucky fan or if you're a Louisville fan or a Western fan, Louisville won those games. Now, do you put a lot of stock in the NCAA say, well, you know, you're, you're on, you're on, we're taking your banner away, we're taking your championship away. But you and I know, and the same goes, I believe uh, when Cal uh, was at Memphis, they had to vacate that runner-up championship to Kansas. Yes, that's correct. Uh, that is correct. And, you know, if you yeah, ask you anybody know, who saw it, then they, I mean, it's all about memories. We remember what happened. Oh, it doesn't matter what the NCAA yeah, says. You know, Louisville beat ever, Michigan. Um, does anybody ever talk about Western vacating their final four? Uh, uh, no. You know, and, and I no. think they have a banner. 8276, you know, I, mean, uh, I got it right here in front of me. It's still, uh, you can still find it on the Google machine. 8276, I'm looking at the box score. So the game was obviously played between Louisville yeah. and Michigan. The game was obviously you know, played. You know what was funny about that Louisville team? They nearly didn't have a whole lot of trouble. They went to, they played in Lexington the first two games. Yeah, then they went I was to, there. Uh, uh, I was there as well. Then they went to uh, is it was it Indianapolis when 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 Ware got hurt and beat Duke and then they had beaten Oregon and then they beat Duke yep. and then the two games in the final four Wichita State Michigan, I think right they fell they fell behind Tim Henderson hit two two huge three pointers against Wichita 
who was they were leading by twelve, and he cut that Jim lead. Jim Henderson, wow, it was, good call, it, good pull. It was, it was game on from that time on. They trailed but, both games in the final four at halftime. They trailed both games. Right, right, right. They sure did. They sure did. And I tell you what, in the uh, Big East tournament, I think they were down either twelve or fourteen to a really a good Syracuse team, a good Syracuse team, and then they ended up they won going away. Yeah. Well, Ed, I'll see you there so tomorrow night, a, right? That that oh yeah yeah well uh, that was a good team. Uh, I don't know if it was one of those great teams, but hey, in the in the end, they were NCAA champions, and that's all that matters. Should I should I get there early tomorrow? Is, are they doing it before the game? I'm sure I they are. Don't think I don't. I'm not. I'm not positive about that. I haven't uh, checked the date. What do you anticipate crowd wise tomorrow night? Oh, I think if they get anything less than 15,000, it'd be an embarrassment. I, I, I agree. I think it'd be a big crowd. Saturday night. 15, 15, 18, yeah, 15, yeah. 18,000. Uh, yeah. You know, forgive what, what the past is about. and uh, just, just celebrate what they did that year yeah. and, 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 and then move on now. Uh, so, Thank hey, you, buddy. And, uh, speaking of, so, hey, I'm, big game for Kentucky tomorrow. They I'm up, need to win that game. <laughs> they do. I'm up against a break. I will see you tomorrow. Thanks for the call, hey, Ed. Appreciate it. it. it, it it's baseball season. I got you. Ed, I'm going to give him the last word every time. Actually, he's just going to take it. Let's take a break. We'll come back with more. You're listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Scooter Dingus on the other side of the glass. Eminem Cartage hotline is open. 502-384-1450. 384-1450 to join in on the conversation. Or you can hit me up on the Thornton's text line. 502-414-1450. Uh, high school basketball tonight right here on the Big X. Evansville Reitz. Is it Reitz or Rice? Reitz. Evansville writes at Jeffersonville. I'm going to guess 7:30 tip. Correct. Matt Dennison will be on the air with the, all the all the action with the pregame. Well, just a few minutes before that, Evansville writes and the Jeff Red Devils tomorrow. Indiana, Illinois, noon start. That means 11 a.m. pregame with Don Fisher and the gang as the Hoosiers try to bounce back from their loss at Northwestern, hosting the Fighting Alana of Illinois right here on the Big X. Uh, unsponsored six-pack coming up in the next segment. Uh, I'm looking at that box score from 2013. Shane Bahannon, who's not going to be there tomorrow night, 15 points, 12 rebounds. That's pretty big, pretty big uh, factor in that game. Yeah. Uh, off the bench, Luke Hancock had 22. He was named Most Outstanding Player of the Final Four. Uh, Peyton Siva, 18 points, six rebounds, five assists. Gorgie Zhang had eight points, eight rebounds, six assists. Russ Smith, nine points. Wayne Blackshear, eight points. Off the bench, it was Hancock, Montrez Harrell, who had two, Tim Henderson, and Steven Van Treese, who both failed to score. So not a not a deep rotation in that final game, but uh, Luke Hancock with uh, the big game off the bench. He was uh, five of six from the field, including hitting all five of his three-pointers. That's a good night. Yeah. 
Uh, and who do you remember off of that Michigan team? Well, Glenn Robinson Jr., Tim Hardaway Jr. Um, so they had some dudes. Trying to find their uh, scoring, but I can't. Oh, there it is. Glenn Robinson and Tim Hardaway, 12 apiece. Trey Burke, who stars in the league now, had 24 for the Michigan Wolverines. And you remember the guy off the bench, Spike Albrecht? Oh, yeah. He had a great first half. He had four out of five threes, finished with 17 points. I think he scored maybe all of those in the first half. Uh, when Michigan uh, had the lead at halftime, uh, what was the halftime score? I got it here somewhere. Do you even have the box score in front of you? I got it right in front of me. <laughs> oh, oh, you're mocking me. <laughs> I should have got that. But uh, celebration tomorrow night. As far as putting banners up around town, look, the mayor decides, look, I'm going to put the banner back up on Metro Hall, downtown Louisville. And all he's got to say is Louisville's got nothing to do with this. I'm doing it for the city of Louisville. What's the NCAA going to do? They can't do anything. What if uh, let's pick let's pick uh, a sponsor out here? Who's our sponsor? What if Eminem Cartage decides to put a big banner up on their on their uh, headquarters out in J Town? What are they going to do? I mean, they won't because they're UK people. But you know, they could. What if O'Charlie's decides hey, we're going to put a banner on the on the on every bill? You know those big uh, banners that Louisville has about you know this yeah. is. Jennifer's Louisville, Jennifer mm-hmm. Lawrence uh, downtown, Muhammad's Louisville, Ali. Daryl's Louisville. Daryl's Louisville. They can put banners up all over the town. Just don't put one up anywhere that would make it appear Louisville had anything to do with it. UofL had anything to do with it. Put them up on every stoplight. Put them up at every overpass. Why not? What are you going to do, NCAA? I dare you. <laughs> all right. Grumpy old man. Let's go back in. Illinois, Indiana, tomorrow noon, ESPN. I got an early spread of value minus three and a half at home. You think that's uh, about right? That's about right, yeah. You were thinking higher, though. I was. I was thinking about five or six. Yeah. I'm, I was three and a half, four and a half, yeah. Indiana coming off the 64-62 loss at Northwestern. Illinois, by the way, they went seven and one in a stretch there, but they've lost two of their last three. Penn State beat them by 12 last time out. That game was at uh, Penn State. Indiana won the first meeting in Champaign-Urbana, 80-65. to Trace Jackson Davis, 35-9 and that night. Uh, will Illinois have an answer for Trace Jackson Davis? I'm not sure they will. I think Indiana rolls tomorrow. They can have answers for everybody else, but it's hard to have an answer for Trace. But you got to get help. Yeah. you got to get help. I don't care who it is. I've said this many times. By the way, Mike Woodson yesterday said Xavier Johnson's only about a week away. That's big. <sighs> Okay. I know it can I worry disrupt about the karma. flow of the I team. I worry about karma. I do. Yeah. Uh, not karma. Karma's the wrong word. I worry about cohesion. There you go. I yeah. worry about, you know, hey, we're playing well. Playing. Now, if you had beaten Northwestern, maybe you'd beaten Maryland as well, and you were on this long streak, I'd worry a lot more about it. But you didn't. you're not on a huge, long winning streak. So he can only help at this point. And, again, that's what TJD needs, just – couple of guys to step in and help. Well, I think back to the Xavier game. Indiana played very early in the season. Indiana doesn't win that game without Xavier Johnson. So there's going to be yeah. games like that where well, but there's we're going to use they the, the one without Miller Cop, believe it or not. That's true. I mean, 
Who do you, how do you know they wouldn't have won it without him? Because he played all those minutes. Somebody else might have played those minutes and played just as well as him. Uh, he, made all, know. he made all the right decisions is what I was saying. Tennessee at Kentucky tomorrow. That's a 1 o'clock start on CBS. This could be Kentucky's first sweep of the Vols since 2012, hmm. the uh, national championship season. Uh, Kentucky beat Alabama. Uh, not Was it Alabama? It wasn't Bama. Tennessee beat Alabama. Can't even read my own notes. 68 to 57 last time out. Kentucky uh, over Mississippi State, 71 68 on the road. Tennessee going from beating the number one team in the country at home to a road environment that usually spells trouble for teams, but this is a rivalry game. They're not going to play, you know, Georgia or Ole Miss. They're going to play Kentucky. Um, Kentucky is a two and a half point underdog in the early number mm. that I saw today. Kentucky, of course, won the first meeting in Knoxville, sixty-three to fifty-six. But they don't play well at home. I, I would have added it probably about three and a half. It's a system game. It is, yeah. by the way. System one and zero last night, three and zero over the last two days. Had a good weekend, a decent weekend last weekend. Not a good weekend, five hundred weekend. Um, system, system, system. Maryland last night is uh, Kentucky fit the system? They fit the system. Will they accomplish what they need to do for the system to stay hot tomorrow, Scooter? I've got I've got the Cats losing by three, so it depends on what that number officially comes out as. All right. Um, Clemson and Louisville again seven o'clock tomorrow on the Yum Center ACC Network. Virginia with that win over Louisville a couple of nights ago, sixty-one fifty-eight. Clemson coming off a forty-point forty-point trouncing of a bad Florida State team. By the way, the season ended today. Louisville plays Florida State in that early, early round of the ACC tournament. That's somewhat favorable. 94-54 Clemson beat uh, Florida State. Uh, First meeting, Clemson won in the Yum Center, 83-70. Is this one of those where... Oh, they're celebrating the championship team. The crowd is a buzz. There's 15,000 in the Yum Center, and they knock off one of the top teams in the ACC. Admittedly, not a good ACC, but one of the top teams in the ACC. Do they get it done tomorrow? I don't have a spread on Wait, that one. Fir- first match was at Clemson, right? I'm sorry. I did say Yum okay. Center. Yes. First, yeah, I was, they, yeah, they don't play two, two at the Yum. I was major confused there. You are correct. Yeah, okay. And uh, it wasn't cl- that close. Clemson had a bigger lead than, than the score indicated would indicate you and ed talked about it the crowd that's going to be there tomorrow is likely going to be the biggest one they've had all season so you would like to think that it's going to be loud maybe the team can feed off that but i don't know i mean i don't i don't know what motivates louisville at this point nobody does if you if you knew what when which game the cards would be motivated in you can make a lot of money in las (laughs) vegas you make a lot of money uh all right i haven't read this i'm going to read it live John, since there is from the uh, the uh, Thornton's text line. Be careful. Since there is no record of a champion in 2013, maybe Mayor Greenberg can put up a few of those signs. Santa's Louisville with a picture of Chris Kringle. And Easter Bunny's Louisville with a picture of a large <laughs> rabbit. The city can be one big fairy tale. Louisville, city of make-believe. Wow. That's mean-spirited. It's a great text. <laughs> it is a great text. Uh that's obviously a Kentucky fan having a little fun. Let them ha- let Louisville have their moment. Look, they're three and twenty-three. I was at the game the other night, and I, I was not kidding when I said to another media member, "There's about five thousand people in this place. They would rather 
Louisville fan right now would rather stay home and pull against Kentucky on television than go to a Louisville game and pull for Louisville. Because in their mind, there's a better chance that Kentucky loses than Louisville wins. And they want to be happy, and Kentucky losing makes a lot of them happy. Not all of them, but it makes a lot of them happy. That's fair. Oh, that's a that is. T- uh, let me mark that as one of the ca- candidates for text of the year early. <laughs> that was good stuff. All right, we'll take a break. Uh, I got the uh, six pack coming up. I want to talk baseball rules and a little bit of NBA as well. Get your pen and paper out for the six pack, and uh, you're going to be given a whole lot of points this weekend. That's just a little clue. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back. Excuse me. Spears on Sports. John Spears in studio. Couldn't do that before we got back. Uh, I did like three times, but... uh, (laughs) I don't. I don't think I'm getting anything. I'm just waiting on that fish sandwich that Mama's bringing home from the <laughs> Holy Family lunch fish fry. That's a free promotion. Go to Holy Family drive through fish fry. Can't beat it. Uh, Eminem Cars hotline's open. Last chance to call the show this week five zero two three eight four fourteen fifty, or you can hit me up on the Thornton's text line. Last chance to get your text into the show five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. I think I proved by reading the last text that I'll read just about anything that comes through. That was a great tag. Great. Uh, and if you didn't hear it, you can uh, re-listen to the show. Help me with this promotion because I don't know what we're doing. SoundCloud or wherever you get your podcast. Soundload. Or, so a little behind the scenes, I upload it to SoundCloud. Yeah. And then SoundCloud distributes it to all the other podcasts. But you can platform. find it on wherever you get your Yeah, podcast. because SoundCloud sends it to all them. Yeah. Just search Spears on Sports. That's right. And there you go. And you can listen to the funniest text of the year so far. Uh, Kentucky, by the way, I just checked. Uh, and Lenardi, last four in, last team in is Clemson. Kentucky is the fourth to last team in. In fact, according to this, this would be unbelievable, by the way. Dayton, for the first four, would be Kentucky, North Carolina, Wisconsin, and Clemson. Wow. How much fun is that? Yeah. You almost want to play. Now, there have been first four teams that have gone to the Final Four. George, uh, I don't know if George Mason was. By the way, Tony Burke texted me. George Mason is where Luke Hancock transferred to Louisville from. I, I know VCU did it with Shaka Smart. So it has happened where a team that's in the first four actually makes it all the way to the Final Four. Uh, last four buys, Nevada, Boise State, Memphis, and West Virginia. That's not nearly as exciting as Kentucky, North Carolina, Wisconsin, and Clemson. No. But there you go. First four out right now because of their loss uh, at home, Mississippi State is in first four out along with Southern Cal, Oregon, and College of Charleston, who earlier in the year was ranked in the top 25. Uh, Next four out, New Mexico, Seton Hall, Utah State, and Wake Forest. And I would guess in the 68-team bracket – that Joey puts out. Yeah, he does have Kentucky playing North Carolina in the uh, first four. That'd be a blast. Oh, how awesome would that be? I'm sorry. I take it back. He's got Kentucky and – yeah, no, he does. Kentucky and North Carolina as 11 seeds. 
playing in the first four. Whew. Indiana, by the way, according to Joey Brackets, in the South Regional, which played at Louisville, keep that in mind. How glorious would that be? Yeah. If you're an Indiana fan, number one Alabama, number five Indiana, uh, slated to meet there uh, in Louisville in a regional semifinal if the bracket, if the seeds hold out. Although Indiana would have to beat four seeded Miami at the, at that point. That'd be I'm no, good with that. That would be no problem. Famous last words. Number two in that bracket in that region behind Alabama is Baylor. Number three is Marquette. Oof. So I think Marquette's really underrated. Uh, Baylor scares me. I said I, I said I'm going to put some money on Baylor. You know, when I put money on teams, like, I hope they're in the same region. I just want one of them to get to the Final Four. Yeah. Uh, but that's the latest Joey Brackets. I can't find Louisville anywhere on the bracket, but I'll, I'll keep looking. Yeah, they got to be 500, Joe. That's just mean-spirited. Uh, NBA last night, Milwaukee beat Chicago 112-100. I was watching it when Giannis went down, landed awkwardly on his hand. There, He did not reenter the game. They're calling it a sprained wrist. Uh, very said they were going to be very precautious last night. Precautious. Very cautious last night. I don't know what precautious is a word. It's a word. Is it? They were going to be, uh, you know, careful last night with Giannis. He was not coming back in the game. He is still expected to play in Sunday's All-Star game, so I guess it's not that bad. Brooke Lopez, 33 last night for Milwaukee. Washington beat Minnesota 114-106. Bradley Beal, 35 for the Wizards. And the Clippers over Phoenix in Phoenix, 116-107. Paul George, 26. Terrence Mann, 26 as well for the Clippers. Kevin Durant held a press conference. He is expected to play shortly after the All-Star break for the Phoenix Suns. So Giannis won't play, right, in the All-Star game? They they said he's still scheduled to play. He's Hmm. a captain. I'll tell you what they're going to do with the teams now. Remember when they're going to draft the teams? live on television, mm-hmm. and because of these guys' egos, nobody wants to be the last pick, right? It's like you're sitting at the park and you're the last pick. Julius Randle, for example, might have been the last pick. Nobody wants to be the last pick. I don't know why, because you're still an all-star. Yeah. There are a bunch of guys in the league who aren't there. But because of egos, they're going to pick the reserves first. So they're going <laughs> to... I don't know why it makes a difference because he's still going to, even though he's not going to be the last name pulled out, you're still going to be the last guy picked as a reserve. And then they're going to pick the starters. Kind of crazy. By the way, you use precaution, right? Of course I did. I went to say next. I'm a smart guy. Action taken before something actually happens. Well, I should have been precautious enough to prepare for this show, (laughs) but I was not. Uh, all right, NBA standings, since we're at the All-Star break, the Celtics are number one in the Eastern Conference, 42-17. and 17. The Bucks with that win last night are only a half game back at 41-17. and 17. Then it's Philadelphia, Cleveland, Brooklyn, 34-24. and 24. Uh, Maybe a better team without Kyrie, question mark? Yes. Uh, the Knicks are sixth. Then you got the play-in portion. You got Heat, Hawks, Wizards, and Raptors. Uh, the Bulls are the first one out in the East. They're two games behind Toronto. Then it's your Indiana Pacers, followed by the Magic Hornets and Pistons, who are going nowhere. In the Western Conference, Denver's got the, well, they're, they're uh, 
one game behind Boston's best record in the league, but they have a five-game lead in the Western Conference over the Memphis Grizzlies. Then it's the Sacramento Kings. Who saw that coming? Sacramento Kings, third in the West. Wild. They are 32-25, and 25, and they are good, man. I'm telling you, that's a good team. Clippers are fourth. Then the Phoenix Suns, Dallas Mavericks are the top six. Mavericks 0-2 now when uh, Luka and Kyrie are both in the lineup. The play-in portion, if the season ended today, would be New Orleans, who, again, Zion now, is, they're talking even longer being out. Um, the guy is just plagued with injuries, kind of like Anthony Davis, mm-hmm. uh, early Anthony Davis. New Orleans, Minnesota, the Golden State Warriors, defending champs, and the Oklahoma City Thunder and Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Um, but it's it's a mess because Thunder's 12 games behind Denver. Then you got the Jazz and Trailblazers who are only a half game behind the Thunder. The Lakers are uh, another game and a half back. They're 13th in the West, followed by the Spurs and the Rockets. The Spurs, by the way, lost their 14th game in a row two nights ago. I know he's Greg Popovich, and I know he's won a lot of things a while back with Duncan and Ginobili and Parker. They're terrible. They are. At what point do you cut the cord? With, I mean, I don't know. How old's Greg Popovich? 90? Uh, probably 65. At, no. At what point do you say, Greg, time to go? I mean, Greg Popovich is great. Assistant to Coach uh, K in the, on the uh, Olympic teams. I mean, I don't think you can argue he can't coach. He can coach. He's 74. Yeah, at some point you say, yeah, time to go. All right, let's get to the six-pack. Sponsored by, well, this drum roll. Oh, no drum roll. There it is. The drum roll pays big money for that sponsorship. By the way. <laughs> All right, Alabama at Georgia. I take it back. Georgia at Alabama, number one team in the country. The spread is probably going to be close to 15, somewhere between 15 and 20. I'm taking Alabama. They're mad again. They lost to Tennessee uh, in the middle of the week. They're going to want to put it on somebody. Georgia's going to be the sacrificial lamb. Six o'clock on the SEC network. Give me Alabama. Uh, California at UCLA. I don't believe in UCLA at all. They struggled last night to beat an under 500 Stanford team. Uh, I certainly don't think they're a threat to win a national championship, even though they're ranked fourth in the country. I just don't see it. I've watched them play numerous times, uh, and I just flat out don't see it. And I don't care if they got Jaquez Jones or Jaime Jaquez. I don't care. I don't think they win anything. But California is awful. The Bears are terrible. I'm taking UCLA. It's going to be another big spread. They're going to crush California. That game, by the way, is 10-30, no local television. I think it's on the Pac-12 network. DePaul and Xavier. My philosophy this week is going to be I'm going against bad teams. I'm just going to give a bunch of points and go against bad teams. So that tells you I'm going with the Musketeers at home against the DePaul Blue Demons. 4 o'clock CBS Sports Network. That spread might be 18. I don't care. DePaul stinks. Xavier, all these teams are trying to not have quad four losses, not have quad three losses, and keep their seeds. So I'm going to take the Xavier Musketeers. 
Villanova at Providence. Jay Wright left for a reason. Now, part of it is he's like Coach K and Coach Roy Williams. They didn't like NIL. They don't like the transfer portal. Uh, let's just go do something else. But part of it is Villanova's not going to be any good this year. Providence is ranked 24th in the country. Bryce Hopkins and the uh, Friars have their way with Villanova on Fox 430. Give me Providence. Oklahoma at Texas. Rivalry game. This will be an SEC game in a year, or in two years, excuse me. This will be a Southeastern Conference game. But right now it's a Big 12 game. Oklahoma's got one shining moment on their resume. Texas has gotten better and better and better ever since Chris Beard left the sideline. Uh, the assistant coach that took over is doing an outstanding job, and I think Texas, coming off that loss to Texas Tech on Monday, comes back home, rivalry game, they throttle Oklahoma, who's really, frankly, other than the Alabama game, not very good. And finally, Colorado at Arizona. Deion Sanders is not coming through that door. Arizona wanting to keep pace with UCLA in the Pac-12. I don't understand this. UCLA's 22-4, and the ranked fourth. Arizona's 23-4, and the ranked eighth. I think Arizona's better than UCLA, and I think Arizona's a lot better than Colorado. Give me the Arizona Wildcats. Total points given this week is going to be upwards of 100. <laughs> right? Seems like it, yeah. So there you go. Alabama, UCLA, Xavier, Providence, Texas, and Arizona. That is the unsponsored six-pack, which went 5-1 and one last week. I don't have the spreads, but whatever the numbers are, I'm giving points in all six games. I'm giving a lot of points probably in all six games. I'm going to guess only one of those games has a uh, spread of less than double digits, and that I'm going to guess is Texas and Oklahoma just because it's a rivalry, although that might be a high one too. Maybe, maybe – Providence of Villanova doesn't have quite the uh, the big point spread. Do we have time for baseball uh, rules? We've got exactly two minutes. All right. That's good enough. All right, Ed, this is for you because, you know, it's baseball season. I don't know if you heard earlier, Ed, Ed described it as baseball season. I know it's 34 degrees outside, so I don't really see it. The pitch clock is the big one. 20 seconds. For a pitcher to throw the pitch once he gets the ball back from the catcher. Now, part of the responsibility still falls on the batter. He has to be back in the box, facing the pitcher, and ready to swing with eight seconds to go on the clock. If the pitcher doesn't pitch in time, it's a ball. If the hitter's not in the box with eight seconds to go, it's a strike. You can be struck out, or you can walk without even a pitch being thrown. I love the rule. I've been to a lot of bats games the last couple of years. They've used the pitch clock. It takes a minute to adjust to it, but everybody adjusted to it. And it is not an issue in the minor leagues. By the way, the minor leagues are going to use the robo ball and strike umpires this I saw year that, as well. Yeah. I, again, I don't know how I feel about it. Part of me says, old school me says, oh, come on. Why do we have to computerize everything? But the other part of me says, I want the balls and strikes to be called correctly. And if this technology allows for that to happen, it might take me a while to get on board here, but let's see. Let's see how it plays out. I'm going to go to some bats games this year. Let's see how it plays out. Long run, I think it'll be good. All right, well, I got to the pitch clock. (laughs) I guess we'll get to no shifts and uh, bigger bases 
somewhere on down the road. All right, have a good weekend. I will talk to you Monday. We'll recap all the weekend activities. Fears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Axe.